Father, we thank you for the prayers that have been prayed. We thank you for the songs that have been sung, an opportunity to worship you in giving. And now as we come to this time that we shall celebrate you through your word. We ask that you will touch our hearts, our minds, and our spirits, that you will be glorified in all things. We thank you, we honor you for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I love that last song so much because it is hilarious to me. Uh, I love how he made sure the iPad was clean by putting it in the shower. I love the fact that he thought ahead and once he blew up the stove that he ordered pizza. Probably his favorite pizza. But the one thing that I want to bring out about um, that is the fact that he was doing his best to show the appreciation that he had for what his mother had done for him. Now, that was about 40 years ago. Um, we'd probably be one less child on the earth uh, in a certain house on Ramey Avenue in Mansfield, Ohio. But I'm not going to call out no folks. Um, but there would be, there would probably be a mother that would have been in the Ohio State Reformatory for killing her child for burning up the house. But we come today to talk about mothers, and I sometimes, I don't, I don't know about you, but I sometimes get a little bit irritated by how we market so many things. We always look at a way to make a dollar out of every situation. I'm not saying it's necessarily bad. Um, because the dollar is neutral. The dollar is neither good or bad. It's just the intention behind it. That's why Paul said it's not money that's evil. It's the love of money that kind of gets you jacked up. But in case you didn't know, mothers have been celebrated all throughout history. Um, when we started celebrating mothers in the United States, what happened was a young lady who really loved her mother wanted just to celebrate her mother. So she had a church set up a celebration for her to celebrate her mother. Well, the president heard about it, um, and the president decided it was a good idea, and so he actually made commemorated it as the second Sunday in May. Well, by she did this in 19, I believe, 1911, and by 1920, before she passed away, she said that she wished she never would have thought of the idea. Not because she didn't want to celebrate them, but because the marketing of it had become so strong even back then. They, they made you feel like if you didn't buy a carnation for your mother, or buy carnations, if you didn't buy a card, if you did, did y'all know, see this may be on this another side note, did y'all know that Valentine's Day is not a holiday? <laughs> but we make it seem like one, don't we? You know, you, you better get the biggest 
box of chocolates, you better take her out. You better take, you see, we, we have commercialized some things and now we lose really the sight of the reason the things were created. But mothers have always been celebrated. Mothers, for some reason, have a stick to itness that they will not leave that child, no matter how hard or how big his head gets, or her head, mostly it's the, the, the men. They get themselves in situations where we have heard of single mothers who have worked two and three jobs in order to make her sure her children are taken care of. We have heard things about where mothers have been stay-at-home moms and the father went out and, and brought in the income and she stayed home and made sure that the kids were taken care of. And there's some that were in two um, parent families who both went out, but the mother had this innate desire to input into her children greatness, betterment, having a desire for them to go a little bit further. It is just a part of who they are and how God designed them to be. And so today, I have to go a little bit different if y'all just jump in the car and ride along with me for a little bit. I don't think we're going to go too far down the road, but I just want to talk about a certain aspect of mothers that we don't hear a lot of. One of the things I, I was watching, I'm at, I was actually on Twitter watching this, uh, looking at this group called Bad, Bad Preaching Clips. And, and it was God that, that, that put me to it because I was thinking about this. Um, one of the clips I saw was that the guy was up there getting ready to recognize the mothers. And so back in the day, they would say, all right, we want the oldest mother to stand up. Oldest mother would stand up, everybody would, would cheer. Then they say, we want the youngest mother to stand up. Now, back in the day, they would say, they had to say, they had to change it a little bit. And they say the, the youngest married mother to stand up because they they didn't want to recognize the, and see this is the kind of stuff that kind of got under my skin uh, they didn't want to recognize the young woman that although had an indiscretion she still was a mother right. in fact but they made it seem like if you wasn't married then you really wasn't a mother and so that's the kind of that's why we don't kind of, that's why we don't do that stuff, because I don't want any person to feel if they are walking down that road of motherhood to feel any less than anybody else. As you heard the young man say in in his very very deep and poignant poem that you know there there's some of us that can't even have children, and we make you feel like you're less than because you can't have children. That, that's, that's not right. That's not how this process is supposed to work. We're supposed to be encouragers one of another. I think I'm done with that soapbox for the moment. But let me get into my message for today. 
My, my point today is this. The reason I jumped onto this, as you see, the title today is Generation to Generation. Because sometimes we as people lose fact that what we do today affects our tomorrow. And if we think about it, the reason that the church has grown is because of generational faith. The disciples believed, Thomas believed after he stuck his hand in there, they believed and they took the enthusiasm of that faith and it is now affecting us even today. And so we have to realize that what we say does not have as deep of, of effect as uh, observation, what we see. I'd rather see a sermon than hear a sermon any day. I'd rather watch you live it than hear you talk about it Amen. along the way. Okay. And so... We have to create this environment where we realize that how we act today is affecting our next generation. Yes. And our actions today should be an encouragement to the next generation. Let me do my definition so I can get on into this. The first definition that we have today is mother. A mother is that which has produced or nurtured anything, source of birth or origin. The next thing is generation. Generation is a body of living beings constituting a single step in the line of descent from an ancestor. And then finally, legacy. Legacy is something transmitted by or received from an ancestor or predecessor or from the past. We're going to be in Psalms, the 119th chapter, starting at the 89th verse today, talking about generations to generations. We're in the English Standard Version, and it goes like this, starting at the 89th verse. It says, Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed, in the heavens. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You have established the earth and it stands fast. By your appointment, they stand this day for all things are your servants. If your law has not been my delight, if your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts. For by them you have given me life. I am yours. Save me, for I have sought your precepts. The wicked lion wait to destroy me, but I consider your testimonies. I have set a limit to all perfection, but your commandment is exceedingly broad. I got one more verse for us to look at today. 2 Timothy 1 and 5 says this. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it falls upon the good soil of our heart in Jesus' name. Amen.
There are many, many, many single mothers, there are many grandmothers who are taking responsibility for the faith of their family. As well as many moms who do this in partnership with fathers, with their dads. They do this together. They are taking responsibility. They're not letting faith just fall into the lap, just faith coincidentally hitting into their family. They have intentionally set up an environment whereby faith is discussed, whereby faith is lived, whereby faith is exampled. And when we look at how things happen today, um, I, I like to listen to the radio, I like listening to the sports on the radio, and, and they have to have advertisements in order to stay on the radio, right? And sometimes them advertisements, they'll say, you know, you can buy this, you can buy this, and you can buy this, and you can buy this. But then, like the last 10 seconds of that radio spot, you'll hear that person on there going, right? Because they got to give you the terms and the conditions. Because everything they said, everything that they lead you to about that situation ain't totally what you probably think. And there's probably some, some, some links, there's probably some, some, some fine print written in there that you, you know what I'm saying, there's some things in there. So we have to be, we have to provide this disclosure, but we say it so fast that you, you know, you, you, you sitting there like, what that joker just say? Same thing on TV. What they had to start doing, they said, if you take this medicine, please don't take this medicine if you're allergic to the medicine. I, I, that trips me out every time. They say, don't take this medicine. The, the side effects of this medicine is death. So why would I want to? Yeah, of course. It's, you know, and, it, and they go through all these things that can happen. Why? Because they want to provide full disclosure of what can happen to you. And if you know the full disclosure, then guess what? You probably don't want to do it. Amen. This makes me think of something, but I, I'm going to save it for Father's Day. <laughs> what? So what does this mean? It means that everything that they've stated ain't necessarily true. It's, 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 it's some little marketing that we put in there to get you to grab hold of it, but everything that we cause you to think about it is not everything that's going to happen. But you can't sue us. Why? Because we told you with the speed reader that it ain't everything that you think it's going to be. So having an unconditional promise is something that's very, very rare in marketing. But when we look at Psalms 119 and 90, we see God makes an unconditional promise about his faithfulness toward his people. He says that his faithfulness will endure from generation to generation. Now, 
You got to realize this was written in Psalms. And so at the time, David was celebrating the fact of how God was, how good God was. David did not know that what was coming down the road was the fact that there was going to be some toe up kings that were going to be following up behind him. But every once in a while, one of them kings would rise up and say, this is all wrong. We got to get this thing right. So God's faithfulness endures from generation to generation. If you don't want to even reflect your faith to your family, God's faithfulness, not your faithfulness, but God's faithfulness shows up from one generation to the next generation. This is an unconditional promise. God says, ain't no condition to this. My faith is going to show up in the next generation. We sit there, we say they don't act faithful, they don't look faithful, but God's faithfulness is there. And all we have to do is pray that they will become aware of God's faithfulness towards them. Sometimes as parents, we, we kind of get confused in our role. We don't want them to think that they have this relationship with Christ because of us. We want them to have their own relationship. We want them to have their own love for God. We want them to be in a mindset that they, I said I was going to get like this, but this mindset that they were pursuing God for themselves, not because of how they saw us living it, but because of the relationship that they have with God. So we have to come up with a way to actively teach our children. We have to come up with a way to help our children to get an understanding because in all our getting, we have to get an understanding. Yes. But sometimes what we, what we do is we uh, uh, take and allow someone else to take a hold of our responsibility. Yes. We say, well, we're going to send them to Sunday school. We're going to have them sit in church with us. We're gonna... But that two hours, that three hours is nothing compared to the next six days that you have. Okay. So there's a responsibility we as the parent must have in order to teach faith. So in order for us to walk in the power of God being faithful generation to generation, we must create an environment of faith so that when, it, when faith passes the child, they realize that it's faith. And then they realize it's something that I can grab hold of and I can hold on to. And if we grab hold of the promise that we know that God's faith goes from generation to generation, it doesn't matter how honorary, how hard-headed, how the children look, we hold on to our faith that God is faithful. Yes, yes. And because we know that God is faithful, that they will somehow, some way, be exposed and have an opportunity to know who God is. I know it's Mother's Day, but I just got to talk about generations. I, I, I told you, I, you know, okay. I ain't got it. I just got to be me. Because it, 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 we, get, we have to realize that your time is up. Your time is up. 
You are not, it ain't about you. It's about your generation. It's about your legacy. It's about, you know what, it ain't even about your legacy. It's about God doing his work in you. But now we have to look at what is it that my name represents. Y'all know how I am about our names. Uh, what does my name represent? Does my name represent faithfulness? My name could represent faithfulness, but the way to evaluate if my name really means faithfulness is how much faithfulness can be found in those outside of me. So what we realize is that a person that is in that has started a business, for instance, we know that they know the vision of the business. We know that they know the function of the business. We know all, we know all this, that they know all this about the business. But to find out if they are effective in the delivering of the vision for their business is to go ask that new person. Go ask that person that just came on and say, hey, what's this business about? That's how, when I used to go to church, I, I wouldn't go talk to the leaders. I would go talk to the people. I would go talk to the Why? Because you find out the real heartbeat of a ministry by the people, not by the leaders. Right. The leaders, have they're always thinking about it. But how do they convey what they're always thinking to those that are around them? Yeah. Same manner, in your household, in your area of influence, what are the people looking at? What are the people hearing? What are the people examining and experiencing? What is it that they are going through? When we look at Timothy, that's a good old name. That brother was so bad they had to put him in that Bible twice. Come on now. But anyway, when Paul was talking to Timothy, he says, listen, your grandmother, your mother, and you. He shows him how you didn't just pop up in faith. Grandma Lois had it. Mama Eunice had it. And now you got it. Because there's a process of faith that you've gone through. It went from generation to generation to generation. And so what is it that we are doing? What are we creating what kind of environment are we creating so that faith can go from one generation to another? Now, I'm not talking about that you need to have a Bible, uh, a sermon series every day in your house. And before everybody go to bed, you got to have a service. I'm not saying that. I'm saying how do you live your daily life? How are you living your life to affect the next generation? Yes, yes. Now, I'm not just talking about your children's. I'm talking about to every young person that you encounter, every young person that you interact with, every young person that you're spending time with, how are you affecting their present in order to change their future? Are you an example of faith in every direction? Do they not want to talk about talk to you because they know you're going to talk about Jesus and talk about living right? Or do, 
are you causing that type of change? They say, well, I really don't want to talk to you because I already know what you're going to say because you're going to tell me about Jesus. Because that's saying something. That's right. Because when they go through and everything is going crazy, guess whose voice they're going to hear? They're going to hear your old cranky voice talking about you love Jesus. Are you following Jesus? Shut up about Jesus. Get me out of this situation. But their mind is going to start building up on Jesus. So we have to create this environment. We just can't sit back and let this environment happen. You know what happens when we just allow our flower bed to take care of itself? We get all kind of stuff. Bugs show up. Weeds show up. If you live up by our house, the deer, the, uh, the, the, the squirrels, the chipmunks, Everybody shows up because they're just like, if ain't nobody watching over this, I'm just going to do what I need to do. But if it's something that you're cultivating, and this is where I'm going, women, you guys are cultivators, you're nurturers. This is, this is your nature. As hard as you try to be, you know that you care for that girl or boy. No matter how hard they head is, they your hard head. I remember coming up that when you would get in trouble, everybody would know. Oh, it was like they didn't even have good phones back then, but every parent on the street seemed to know you got in trouble. And they'd be like, you know what happened last time you did that? You'd be like, how you be knowing what's going on? What? You know what I'm saying? Because there was this environment where everybody was looking to affect the next generation for the better. But see, we got this attitude back in the day where you don't tell my kids nothing. You don't say that. And folks said, well, if you don't want me to tell them nothing, I ain't going to tell them nothing. And then the next thing they know when they do something, then, they, then you come out there talking about, well, why didn't you tell them to stop? Well, you told me last time, don't tell your children nothing. But we got to go back to the old way of doing this, of examining, I mean, of, of exampling what it is in order to walk by faith, not by sight. I want to encourage you ladies today. It doesn't matter if it's your birth child. It doesn't matter if it's your adopted child. It doesn't matter if it's your foster child. It don't matter if it's the child that you see walk across the street. It doesn't matter. Please look for an opportunity to speak life into them. And the word of God is life. And it gives peace, and it gives joy, it gives temperance, it gives loving kindness. The Word of God sets people free. We sit up here talking about how we can uh, uh, balance our, our cortisol, we can do all these things, but the Word of God is what sets us truly free. So we have to realize that if we walk in our function and what God designed for us to do innately when he designed the female version it was to supplement and augment the male but what it did is it brought up where it created an environment that no one can be as close to a Another human as a woman can. Because a woman understands that this 
being that I'm dealing with came out of another being. They have a different understanding than men do. And they can look into the heart. That's why women are so more intuitive, so more discerning than men. Brothers, I'm telling you, it's in them. Don't try. If they start asking you the question, if you start doing the dance, you're going to get caught because they're going to say, well, 20 minutes ago you said it, but that's what God put in them. So what we have to do is realize this is how God made them because they are the cultivators. They are the ones that in the middle of the night that will get up and, and wipe this. Before the, before the baby even starts crying, they're up in there saying, I just felt something wasn't right. And they go in there and the baby was getting ready to cry and they grab them before they can cry. They, they just have something that God put in them. And it carries over even when they're grown. My two kids still treat my wife as if she is still mommy. She's she, she always going to be mommy to them. Mom. Whatever. My son, whenever he wants something, he never comes to me. Grown man. He says, I'm going to go talk to mom about such and such. I said, okay, well, you know you're going to get it. My daughter. Daddy, I'm thinking about talking to mommy about such and such. Okay. Uh, let me get my bank book. Let me get my card out because I know you're going to get it. Why? Because she's put that work in. And, and, and I understand she's put that work in. When I was in the military and I was gone for periods of time and it was her that had to do the work, I know that she knows my children on a different level than I do. And if she says no, I, they know I ain't going to go against a mama no. Because she has this different relationship, this different insight. And if we're married to a woman, this is what I would, I would just want to tell you to do. Remember she's there to assist you. She's there to help you. God has called her along to help you. Now, it's kind of going into my father's day, but I'm going to hit it just, just for a moment. I know how she said, don't sound like it's going to help you guys. I know you thinking she's just trying to rule you, but no, she's looking out for your best well-being. And she can see things you can't see. She can hear things because of her nurturing nature God has put in her. He has made her so that she can be out of the environment, but know what's going on in it, and be able to tell you, you might not want to do that. And then when you do it, guess what? Most women, I'm, I'm going to say this because some don't, but most women don't say, I told you so. They just be like, come on, baby. Let's figure out how we're going to do this. But now I know there are some I told you so women, because just like there's some I told you so men. That's why I'm looking straight ahead, because I don't want nobody to think I'm talking about. Because I want us to realize that we're in this together. I told you, this is the year of the family. I'm going to talk about family every opportunity I can because if I can help the family unit to become unified, it will change the environment of homes. It will change the environment of neighborhoods. It will change the environment of cities. But the first thing we have to do is walk in unity. So let us realize I'm just telling you right now, on Father's Day, I believe it's June 19th, we're going to be talking about generation to generation from the men's side. 
Because I want us to understand that what we do today has an effect for tomorrow. Ladies, thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you so much for all that you say. Thank you so much for wanting to serve God and operate in the power of what he's created you to be. But my, I shouldn't say but, however, what I desire of you is to intentionally touch your next generation. Make it a purpose to touch. Don't let it be happenstance. Make it happen. That they know. I know when I talk to my mom. I know when I talk to my grandmother. I know when I talk to my auntie. I'm gonna, somehow they're going to make this turn to Jesus. And it begins to set seeds in their lives that can be cultivated. And they said that some plant, some water, but in due time, guess what? God brings about the increase. I got some stories I could tell you about that, but I, um, I'm, I'm not going to belabor the time any much longer. But I want to encourage you to choose this day to be intentional about your effect on the next generation. Because it then creates an inheritance. The Bible says that a good man sets up an inheritance for his children's children. Um, I would say that affects even a good woman sets up an inheritance for their children. Inheritance, as we said, can be monies, but it also could be faith. Acknowledgement of faith. So with that said, I'm going to leave you with this. Be focused, be intentional, and ask God the direction that you should go in in order to cause your next generation to be your family's best generation. If today you jumped on to our telecast and didn't kind of give you the, the Mother's Day thing that you were looking for, that, that's all fine. Because it's not really too much about mothers as it's more so about Jesus. Jesus provides us with everything that we need. Whether it is that our mother has gone on to glory, whether it is our mother is still living, whether it is our mother did not meet our standard of what we thought a mother should be, but she was still there, whether our mother wasn't there because of some issues in her life, whatever the thing is, today I just want you to know that God loves you so much that he is there for you. And because he's there for you, he wants to solidify that relationship with you. And in order for him to solidify that relationship with you, he has set up a way that you can be adopted into his kingdom. And that is through his son, Jesus, because Jesus is the way, Jesus is the truth, and Jesus is the life. And no man can come to the Father except by Jesus. 
And so if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today I implore you to hear this. The Bible says it like this. It says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And it also says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And so salvation means to be rescued or, and or delivered. And what we're being rescued and or delivered from is the penalty of sin. The penalty of sin is death. But God says the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So we get life through him. And as we celebrate this day, recognizing mothers, I'm quite sure that your mother will be happy to know that today was the day that you accepted Christ in your life. I'm, I'm telling you that the angels in heaven are going to be happy if you, when you accept Jesus today. So if you make that decision today, we want to celebrate with you. And we want to let you know that this is not an individual sport. This is a team event. We are here to be around you, to assist you along this journey. And so in order to, for us to help you, let us know that you made that decision today by contacting us at info at godshousecc.com. We will get with you. We will come alongside you. We will assist you along this journey because we only want the best that God has for you, for you. All right? Let us know. We are being very excited to assist you. Well, friends and family, that's it for today. Happy Mother's Day to all y'all mamas, your moms, moms, all, whatever way they say it. Mommy. Mommy, okay. However they tell you that. Happy Mother's Day to all you, to those of you that still have mothers on this side of life. Celebrate them. Do something for them. Simply a phone call will be a blessing to them. Those of you whose mothers have gone on, take some time just to reminisce of the goodness and the love that she had for you. And if you have a life that you can speak into, Remember, do it with intentionality and with focus because God's faithfulness, not man's faithfulness, but God's faithfulness goes from generation to generation. Unconditional promise. Ain't nothing coming behind me talking about all that stuff. What God says, God's going to do. Well, with that being said, that's it for this week. And until next week, God's blessings be upon you, in Jesus' name.